1: Good morning, Indianapolis. You may be surprised to learn this is not Rob Kendall, nor is that Casey Daniels. I'm weekend host Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on the Circle, and that is the master of commerce, the savant, Brad Klopfenstein, sitting opposite of myself. This is the first time I think we've done a broadcast together, my friend. It is, Ethan. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Producer Kevin, he is working hard, beep, 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 pushing the button. Buttons and doing the things to make the show function. We always pre- appreciate producer Kev. And he has impeccable taste in music. I can't wait to hear what bump music you've got, uh, got in mind. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a 4th of July themed fourth and please stick in some classic rock because you have such such refined taste in classic rock too i mean we gotta we gotta definitely do some patriotism we're going to be talking about the fourth and plans for the fourth but let's get into the supreme court rulings first and kind of do a wrap up from last week because boom boom one two the supreme court delivered punches on thursday and friday that left the democrats weeping and gnashing their teeth and i'm i'm here for it brad
0: (laughs) it's like they gave themselves a deadline it's like all right we got to get all this work done by june
1: 30th so we can all go on vacation yeah. And they just rolled it out. Uh, we got rulings on affirmative action. We got rulings on Biden student loans. Uh, what else? Yeah. Um just, just Oh, and uh, freedom of speech Freedom of speech for that uh, website designer in Colorado All great rulings from the court I think the most contentious for the American public um, Some parts of the American public Is the student loan debt relief Most people support it But of course you have that angry contention of people Including producer Kev Who thought their student loans were going to get forgiven And then had it snatched away Because of Biden's unconstitutional premise S-
0: Sorry, Kevin You signed the paperwork, <laughs> you gotta
1: pay it back It's all good um and then of course the most contentious for the Supreme Court was the affirmative action ruling because you had that crossfire between uh, Justice Clarence Thomas and ju- Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson which I thought was fascinating that they you know I mean of course expected that they sat on opposite ends of the bench but the fact that they specifically addressed each other's arguments in the ruling I thought was was very interesting that, also
0: that, unusual from the court very unusual and that was one I I guess it just wasn't on my radar that came down. I'm like, no way. I, th- this is what they're ruling. Affirmative action is even something that they're considering. So, shame on me for not paying more attention to the Supreme Court. But then again, they're not real sexy. <laughs>
1: but I mean, again, they made the right call because call me crazy, but shouldn't admissions to academic institutions be based on the merit of the applicant? Like, I remember a time when they used to admit people to universities based on their GPA, you know? Well, I would. <laughs> I'm hoping that this
0: is an acknowledgement that we are moving beyond race and judging people yeah. by what they look like and, and truly judging them by their merits. I mean, that's that's what we all have hoped for all along. And I hope that people don't lose their minds over this just because... This is where we need to be as a society.
1: Uh, I don't think that the they're going to lose their mind. A little more than half of Americans, 52%, approve of the Supreme Court decision. 32% disapprove. 20%, I guess, have no opinion on the issue. But, you, you know, you've got a, more, a majority of Americans who see things the, the 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 right way. Because, ironically, this affirmative action was racially regressive because of how it affected minority communities like the Asian community who damn well had the academic performance to deserve spots in Harvard University but were passed over so that way they could have the racial makeup they wanted at their institution. That's gross.
0: Well, I can promise you every single institution out there is trying to raise their their admissions for minorities just to have it look more like society. And, and it, it, I don't think it's the institutions that are blocking people from coming in there anymore. And I, I'm glad to see the Supreme Court do this. But I I, I think that ultimately this gets us to where we want to
1: be. Now, Joe Biden has had incredibly sour grapes, especially about the uh, student loan debt relief uh, program. He says that the Supreme Court uh, didn't rule on the Constitution. They misinterpreted it. Mr. President, did really uh, you, you overstep your authority? Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the constitution <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies misinterpreted the constitution <laughs>
0: yeah, I, w- I would like to hear more about his interpretation of the constitution in right? this matter
1: because all the ruling said was that it needed to be done through congress like duh that's
0: right. how yeah, with the stroke of a pen you can't just wipe out student loan debt for a third of
1: america sorry president biden and that didn't used to be controversial in fact go hopping in the time machine all the way to Back to 2021, you had the greatest speaker in House history, Nancy Pelosi, saying that, of course, the president can't forgive student loan, uh, uh, loan debt like duh.
0: people think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay, but he does not have that power.
1: That would that's to be an act of Congress.
0: Now, Ethan, <laughs> this was something that was rolled out by crazy Uncle Bernie 10 years ago, and people blew him off. I cannot believe that student loan forgiveness has gotten such legs that now the president is arguing that he has the power to do it unilaterally.
1: Oh, speaking of Uncle Bernie, uh, we actually have some audio between him and uh, Bill Maher. He was sitting on Bill Maher's show, and Bill Maher kind of pushed back on his premise of student loan debt relief, uh, especially being a uh, uh, fiscally responsible, because the people who would get the relief said they're good, they would just spend the money on non-essentials. Like this is how they would spend the money, and he was pushing back on Bernie. And this is again why people sometimes I think question some of what you're saying. Uh, This is a survey student loan forgiveness recipients. 73% of applicants say they are likely to spend their extra money on non-essential, including vacations, smartphone, drugs, and alcohol. They they admitted that to the pollster. Who is this (laughs) pollster? NBC News. Who is this pollster? <laughs> NBC. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh. oh,
0: oh, them. I thought it was Fox News.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but you know what? I think the poll is right. It's. I. I don't know. I, I. This is coming from somebody who went to college, and fortunately, my my parents had done a good job of of saving for my education. I didn't have to get student loans. But yeah. the whole premise of education is. You take out a loan, you gain knowledge so you can get a better job, so that in the end you are better off than you would have been had you not gone to college, but you have to pay that back. There's a
1: value in people giving you an education. And if we want to talk about addressing the cost of education, let's address the federal overtake of the student loan process, because that's more than anything else is what has precipitously increased tuition costs because now there's more incentive for any institution to take somebody with a a warm pulse you know beating pulse because they get the money up front and then it doesn't matter whether you get a, a worthwhile diploma in the end
0: you're right you know, right. I mean, it's almost like healthcare. It's like, yeah, the the money that's going into it has exploded, but the amount of healthcare delivered or the amount of education delivered is not necessarily all that much better or all that much more.
1: It just costs a lot more. Now, as you can imagine. The representative from New York, the esteemed AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, outraged at the Supreme Court decisions, and she finds them very undemocratic. So, of course, we're going to have to limit the Supreme Court's power because that would be the democratic solution here.
0: Are you also saying that the justices uh, power should somehow be
1: limited? I truly do, and this is not a new, um, (laughs) this is not a new development in history. This is part of our system of checks and balances. The courts, If they were to proceed without any check on their power, without any balance on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and, frankly, dangerous authoritarian expansion of power in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and, frankly, stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. These are the types of rulings that
0: signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the
1: court. It is crazy. We say to give a woman woman power is like to give a gun to a monkey. We have stopped doing that ever since the 1999 Astana Zoo massacre. I've got some thoughts on her statement, but I'll let you go first, Brad. Do you, would you, you have a response to the congresswoman? It It's hard to come up with a response because...
0: Typically, I like to deal in things that make sense. Right. So, but I was just thinking during, during that whole clip, Ethan, if you were given the opportunity to sit down with her over a beer for an hour, oh, would, you, would you take advantage of that?
1: And how much of that hour would your mouth just be a gape? Probably most of it. Um, I I, I think the conversation with her would be extremely vapid. And, of course, the response that I'd like to give her in this instance is, since she's proposing limiting the Supreme Court's power, the Supreme Court is the check on power. You don't need to limit them. They are the check in the democratic system. You nitwit. That's what the judicial branch is for. (laughs) (sighs) This woman.
0: You are listening she, she takes up way too much of our brain power I, I wish we could just ignore her
1: uh, Just Yeah, you and me both You are listening to uh, Kendall and Casey This is Ethan Hatcher and Brad Klopfenstein Filling in much more to come Up next, we're going to talk July 4th Plans Freedom Day is coming up I'm so excited, it's my favorite holiday Woo-hoo. All, all up next Welcome back to Kendall and Casey with Ethan and Brad filling in. In Gypsies in the Palace by Jimmy Buffett
0: as our bumper music, it couldn't be more appropriate. A yes. song about two guys who are left to guard the
1: palace and just trash it like the dude's rug kind of ties everything together
0: exactly exactly (laughs) so rob and casey we will do our best to not completely trash your show today so that you have something to come back to on wednesday oh it's already off the way off the rails (laughs) we're only 20 minutes in how could we have ruined it already
1: Easy. (laughs) They put us in charge. End of story. (laughs) All right. So this segment, we're going to talk about July 4th celebrations. I'm so excited. I got big plans. I spent an irresponsible amount of money on explosives. That's my primary festivities, but it sounds like you got a lot more going on, Brad. Uh,
0: Let's see. I've been in one parade already. We got rained out of two parades uh, Friday night and Saturday, and I got another parade yet tomorrow. How many parades does one community need? All of the parades all of the I, I need to be at all of the parades. So, <laughs> uh, actually, a good friend of mine who was a, a state senator running for Congress, Andy's a up. Uh, he's from Huntington. So we went up. Uh, I I was supposed to do the Warren parade. Was not able to do that Friday night. Saturday morning, we did the New Haven parade, which the uh, I had to laugh. The um, not the master ceremonies, but the Grand Marshal was Indiana's Secretary of State.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, not Diego. Diego. Oh my. Diego was the
0: uh, yes. I, I got a very tepid handshake from him.
1: Oh, oh he's an interesting character. I met him at um, uh, Grabowski event when she yes. was uh, running for Congress. And at first, he you know he in, shook my hand and introduced himself because I was just a constituent. But after I'd made my presence known as a member of WIBC, oh my God, he gave me the cold shoulder. He could not have left fast enough. It was hysterical. That, that was kind of the response I got. It,
0: sorry, he's not a very good Secretary of State. <laughs> but, but he was there. So, but that one we started, and no sooner did we start rolling, the skies just opened up. Man, it was—I have never been in a parade that was so wet. And that's what she but, said. Yes. <laughs> but now, we, at least, we at least finished it. Fortunately, I was able to put the, the top up on the convertible, so I got to stay dry, whereas the candidate and most of the other volunteers were soaked by the end of that. And then we skipped the Hamilton Parade, which is way up in, near Angola. That was supposed to be Saturday afternoon. It got rained out. But then we've got Lawrence Fourth Fest tomorrow. That parade kicks off at 10 a.m. Are you, are you
1: just doing parades, or are you doing the most important thing on July 4th, which is blowing crap up? Oh, I'm going to go to the Broad Ripple
0: um, fireworks tonight. My buddy Dan lives on the White River, so we're going to sit on top of his boathouse and watch fireworks. Awesome. And then Lawrence Fourth Fest fireworks are tomorrow night, 10 p.m. sharp. So if you're on the northeast side of town, and or if you just don't want to have to fight the crowds of downtown Indianapolis. Come out to Lawrence.
1: How about you, producer? Kev, you got any uh, big plans for Freedom Day on July 4th? Uh, I'm going to be hanging out with some family, grilling, and uh, listening to some patriotic music, drinking some brews. Now, I love grilling meats. Over an open fire are On you July a, 4th Are you a charcoal guy Or a propane Um Neither I actually cook over A wood wood fire I build oh, up nice. my Yeah my own wood fire And then build an, up A nice bed of coals And then cook it that way But if I'm gonna use A tr- conventional grill Then definitely charcoal
0: yeah, on the, the same way. So, yeah. so what are your
1: plans at your palatial Fairland estate? Uh, it, I'm going to cook some steaks. Definitely going to be cooking some steaks. Uh, going to hang out with some family in the afternoon. And then the big festivities are, are going to be blowing up fireworks with friends. Like I said, I, I spent irresponsible amount of money on explosives. That's my big celebration. I just like watching big... Colorful explosions go off. So with. is this
0: gonna be your greeting or introduction to the neighbors?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, um I live on the east side of Indianapolis, so it, it's kind of one in a million. Uh everybody is setting up the fireworks. Uh, for some on my reason side I thought you'd moved to Fairland recently. No, everybody mista- mistook that. Um, I was updating my uh live places and I put the dates on there. If you saw like I moved out twenty what was it, twenty eleven? Yes. I moved out of there into Indianapolis. Yeah. So I've been living in Indianapolis since then. I don't know why Facebook put put that update like that, but yeah, that's that was that was okay. a mistake. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the,
0: you'll fit right in, in
1: Irvington. Now. now- <laughs> I'd rather be in Irvington. It's slightly nicer than the side of town that I'm living on. Notwithstanding, um, the irony of celebrating Freedom Day on July 4th while we've got all these new laws coming into effect is somewhat ironic here in the state of Indiana. You want to get into these? I mean, there's a plethora. I, of I would them. love to. Now, uh,
0: some people know, uh, heck, I'm still president of the Indiana Licensed Beverage Association in addition to my work with the Greater Lawrence Chamber. So that is the Bar Owners Trade Association. One that's interesting interesting um <laughs>
1: this this was desperately needed to be it, it was i mean this was
0: I, i'm so glad our legislature took the time to uh, to pass this but children now are allowed to sit at tables in the bar area
1: we did it hooray looks like we made it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess that's okay. I don't know. When I sit in the bar well, area, I t- I tend to prefer it
1: be kid free. You, you got to specify, Brad. As long as as it is for the purposes of food consumption. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They added that stip- stipulation. So as long as you throw a plate of fr- food in front of the kid, then they, the minors can sit in the bar area.
0: Uh, that's very Wisconsin of us. <laughs>
1: Um, we're also introducing work zone speed cameras. This is a new method of road piracy how do you, to inflict on the Hoosier population. It's it's just a test program right now, but we all know where that's going.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I see how well the, uh, the cameras work when I go across the bridge in mm-hmm. and out of Louisville. Um, they can't get that right. I can't imagine that this is going to go well. And you're right. This is
1: it's this test program is going to be everywhere. Supposedly these fines won't be assessed until you're at least 11 miles per hour over the work zone speed limit, which is giving everybody permission to drive 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Right. Exactly. Let's just call the speed limit that. <laughs> um, and, and so they they'll give you a warning at first, and then second violation results in a $75 fine. Uh, additional violations, $150. But These are just going to turn into multi-million dollar cameras Like they got going on in the city of Chicago It's not about creating safer neighborhoods It's not about reducing speeds It's about road piracy It's about uh, extracting more money from you
0: yeah, it, that that's all it is. It's it's a revenue generator. Um, I would prefer that to not do that. If we're going to have somebody out there who's going to give you a ticket, I would prefer to the route of being pulled over and looking somebody in the eye where you get
1: lectured on the side of the road. Here, here was another interesting one: um, food delivery apps. They had a bill which addressed apps. Third-party apps cannot take information from restaurants and make orders without their consent. I agree with this one I do agree with this one (laughs) Uh,
0: Having been in this business I've heard from a number Of restaurateurs Who never signed up For any of these apps And all of a sudden They've got some driver there Saying I'm here for this Carryout order And Uh people are like I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Well, and then you have these third-party apps, which increase the price of the food because they're the ones making the profit. And some of these restaurants might not approve of other people making money off of their business.
0: And there's no quality control. There's no stipulation that it has to be delivered hot or anything. I I like that law. Thank you, legislature. The
1: heart of this law is something which is a very libertarian principle, which is consent. Yes. Consent of the owners. Yes. Bravo. Once in a while, the legislature gets it right. Thank you, General Assembly. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. There were a few other bills, like they uh, limited uh, uh, materials that would be obscene in school libraries. Um, They got to inform parents for pronoun changes um, and limits on gender-affirming care here in the state of Indiana, which is actually sex-denying care, sex-denying mutilation. So I should specify that. I hate that term, gender-affirming care. Gender-affirming care.
0: I'm also in favor of the one where teachers have to tell the parents when they're cheating. Changing their name or their pronouns. Yep. Parents should know that stuff.
1: Parents need to be involved in their children's lives. Like, Uh, duh. (laughs) You're listening to Kendall and Casey. Brad and Ethan filling in. Much more to come. Stay tuned. Yeah.
0: Jimi Hendrix. Is that Freedom Rock,
1: man? (laughs) Thanks for listening to Kendall and Casey. Producer Kev knocking it out of the park with the bump selection. And this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Anheuser-Busch. Bud Light, they have dropped $27 billion in market value, sales have dropped 25%. Absolutely incredible. I'm Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on The Circle, and that's Brad Klopfenstein, who himself is a master brewer and I think might know a thing or two about beer sales. So, tell us all about it, Brad. What's your opinion on this whole debacle with Bud Light? So, as coming from someone that
0: owns a beer brand, Yeah. um, yeah, step one, know who your customers are and make them feel good about buying your product and try not to offend them.
1: Yep. That would be a good one. Uh, that that seems to be the tact that uh, current CEO is uh, taking, Mr. Brendan Whitworth. Uh, he says that, you know, we really got to honor the consumer. That's our primary goal. But he's trying to split hairs because on the one hand, he, stand, he says that, that Bud Light still stands with the LGBT community. But on the other hand, they're not coming to the defense of Dylan Mulvaney. So they want to have their cake and eat it, too. Hypocrisy abounds. And this is how he answered the question uh, on CBS Morning uh, would he do it again? See, this is a part of why you're getting it from all sides because I asked you, would you do it again? And people on the on the trans right side of things uh, supporting that community want you to say yes, of course. We want to, that fortitude. Uh, and, and, and people on the right would criticize you for saying yes. So, uh, w- where are you on the issue? I mean, was this a mistake? You know, we, uh, Bud Light has supported LGBTQ since 1998. So, that's 25 years. And as we've said from the beginning, we'll continue to support the communities and organizations that we've supported for decades.
0: Hypocrisy is the Vaseline of political intercourse. <laughs> but They didn't like what they saw, so they changed it to make it sound
1: better. Just like in these personal ads. It sounds great, but it's all lies. <laughs> Now, Brad, I've got a little bit of insight on this debacle, and I think the secret sauce here is the T and the Q. And let me explain. I think we've we've started at a crossroads here. The L, the G, and the B, they're all fine. I think most people are on board with that. It's the T and the Q and the IA plus alphabet soup that I think is a bridge too far. It's time to crowbar that part of the movement away. And he does have a point, this Brendan Whitworth, that they've been supporting LGBTQIA plus for 25 years. In fact, in 2019, they did the rainbow cans. Nothing happened. They didn't lose their number one position in sales. It was only after their partnership with Dylan Mulvaney and this TQIA plus crowd that consumers had that strong reaction. Well,
0: their response has been... Silent yet deafening. (laughs) And and
1: I think that's the problem here.
0: Interestingly, this is not the first time in brewing history that a similar controversy has taken a a brewery, a brand down. Oh, tell me about it. Olympia, 20 or so years ago, had a little bit of a controversy where the head of their company got caught in a park with a a man doing things that you shouldn't be doing in a park with anybody. Um, But... So anyhow, so their response was very strong. Well, let me back up. The first response was they lost a lot of consumers because of just what happened. Mind you, it was a different time, but in the late 70s, early 80s, people were not as open-minded, so there was controversy on that end. They weathered that storm, and then after that storm was over, then they canned him, not knowing that the remainder of their con- customer base that had held strong was in San Francisco. And so, so the remaining part of their, their consumer base bailed out on him. And then oh. they were left with nothing. Oh and goodness. sold out to PAPS not that much longer later. So so this has happened before. And I I think Anheuser Bush is just hoping that this is gonna go away, but this has had enough legs and hung on long enough now that They've lost 25% of their uh-huh. consumers, and I think that that's going to be an ever dwindling number. It, but it has opened the door for Miller. Obviously, Modelo is now the number one selling brand of beer in America. Um, I tell you, if I was Miller Coors, I'd be marketing the heck out of Molson and
1: trying to get back in there with the foreign yet close. So, so you said after losing their consumers, what was it, Olympia? Olympia. I mean, uh, uh, was yeah. also abandoned by the LGBT community in San Francisco and left them with nothing. Correct. So that's what could be happening to Bud Light. They might be getting ready to feel the other end of the axe uh, because Dylan Mulvaney's starting to come after him, and he tore into the brand for leaving him completely abandoned and defenseless. Now, now, What did, did they
0: just give him a, his own personal can, or did uh-huh. they pay him Something I I, I don't even exactly know, but my guess is in the whole scheme of Bud Light and her advertising campaign,
1: this was just a tiny little asterisk in what they were planning to do, but it ended up being a big one. It ended up being huge, and now he's coming for blood for the company. I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I've been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want. And and the hate doesn't end with me. It has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community. I'm on my land. We're both in America, which used to be a good country, until they started letting people like you do whatever you want. So it's actually worse to have hired him and then abandon him, than not to have hired him at all. He,
0: he's actually got a good point. Once Bud Light <laughs> decided to go down that road, you need to stick with him at that point.
1: It, it's stick with it and say, listen, we're not going to be trans haters here. Um, get over yourselves. But they're not doing that either. No, well, I mean, he's, he's trying to, you, you know, kind of ride, ride the gray area there and not answer uh, uh, Brendan Whitworth, the CBS Morning Crew, you know, would you do it again? Like, well, we stand behind the LGBT community. But do you stand behind this person in particular that you reached out for? Or with a sponsorship, <laughs> crickets.
0: Right, right,
1: because it's not like he
0: did anything different. You know, he he didn't violate any terms of contract. He wasn't caught doing anything bad. He was just being him. Just which Bud Light what, consumers did not respond to that well.
1: Right, which is what what they wanted. Um, uh, of course, an enormous misstep from Bud Light. Um, it, it's fascinating how this conversation has engrossed the the country, and then it's not always been the same because there there was another uh, another big brand, Hershey's Chocolate. Now, you may not re- not remember this all the way back in March, but for International Women's Day, they announced this ad campaign with transgender activist Faye Johnstone, and that outraged a bunch of people, and C- uh, Grifter, CEO of uh, Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, decided it would be a good idea to profit off of conservative outrage by launching his own very mediocre chocolate brand, uh, Jeremy's Chocolates, uh, the chocolate binary, he-him bars, and she-her bars, uh, which I I bought a couple, <laughs> incidentally, very mediocre chocolate, very overpriced. It was 750 a bar, <laughs> 750 <laughs> bar, 30 bucks to have four of those. Ethan virtue signaling is not cheap, right? Uh, Conservative virtue signaling in this case But I I mention all that to point out Hershey's didn't lose a damn thing of their market value In fact, since March, their stock prices have continued to grow Their sales have continued to increase So it's not universal It is interesting that the outrage seems to have really connected with Bud Light But not with Hershey's chocolate Maybe because there's a lack of an easy alternative, you know? Well, I, I think you're right on that, and because not paying thirty bucks for chocolate. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just gonna go. No, get it, it, <laughs> and
0: some of it is just you know, beer drinkers are tend to be male, a little bit more conservative. Gazoon tight there, Ethan. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I think that this is an also an easy target, and there's a certain number of people who are looking to be outraged all the time, and. There hasn't been much else to be outraged about, so this is the outrage of the moment. Well, and like I said, I think it's
1: because there's also easy alternatives, because you can Correct. just switch to another yeah. light beer. There's Coors Light and
0: Miller Light tastes pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, But you better watch out in Michigan because the House has passed a bill. I believe it has yet to land on the governor's desk. But if it does, you could be facing up to five years imprisonment and fines of not less than $10,000 for intimidating the T part of the LGBT community by misusing their pronouns and intentionally misgendering them. That would now be a crime, according to the Miss Michigan legislature. Woo! Huh. Um, I, I didn't know that this
0: should rise to the level of legislation. They classify you know, it as intimidation. It's going to be intimidation. Now, if somebody wants to be referred to a particular way, I think it's probably polite to honor their request
1: you don't necessarily sure. need a law. No, it's, it is it, it is not criminal. Um, and to punish people with five years' imprisonment or up to $10,000, I hope that there are some free speech groups preparing legal filings because this law is absolutely insane. <laughs> it's Yo, dude, not. What, gonna... are you,
0: what are you doing here in the hole? You know, why are you in prison? <laughs> well, I called somebody by the wrong pronoun. I got five years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three time offender. Third strike. <laughs> And it's scary to see the erosion of freedoms here in America. But but certainly I don't think that that law is going to stand up to muster. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. This is Ethan and Brad filling in. We've got a lot more content to come. Stay tuned, because up next, we're going to talk about the sports craze that is sweeping the nation Pickleball. Now, I've never heard anything about this. I certainly have never played it. So Brad's going to tell us all about it coming up next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: I started singing bye Miss American Pie. Yeah. Rolled
1: my Chevy to the this is Kendall and Casey, producer Kev, of course, with the classic American Pie, Don McLean. You know, somebody asked him once what that song means. Have you ever heard his response, Kevin? Uh, I've not heard his response. means he never has to work again. <laughs> Re- that's an that's a, that's a, that's a appropriate response, I'd say.
0: I, I'm sitting here amused watching you two jam to this song. This song is older than either one of you. Most, oh, I,
1: I love the old stuff. Yeah, most of my music is older than me. You know, I collect antique phonographs. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You so actually, most of my music you probably is, have the whole Gannett records collection. Well, uh, you know, believe it or not, Gannets are somewhat uncommon. Um, but I can tell you some interesting stuff that was pressed out of the Gannett factory.
0: Oh, I, I'm familiar. I watched the documentary. <laughs>
1: Uh, Thanks for tuning in to Kendall and Casey. Obviously, this is not Rob Kendall, and that's I'm not not Casey. Certainly not Casey Daniels. Um, That uh, I'm Ethan Hatcher, and that's Brad Klopfenstein. You got your own intro, man. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Have you ever watched uh, 2005's uh, the remake of Mel Brooks' The Producers? No. Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick. That's where that's from. Oh. That's Check that sometime. That's great. I've, I like the remake better than the original. I need to go back and watch it then. Yeah, it's so it's really good. I, I
0: I I do own two pairs of hmm. later <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't that's you wear a, it? Why didn't you wear them today? I didn't know it was later hose They are celebrating celebrating <laughs> freedom from oppressive governments, other oppressive go- governments. Uh, sometime, if I'm back in September, I will wear the later October Octoberfest. Yeah, that's Octoberfest. The yeah. Time to
1: wear it. So, okay, I'm
0: down. Remind me.
1: So, um, you were telling me a little bit about this sports craze that's sweeping the nation and evidently our own uh, uh program director David Wood is a big fan. I've never heard this pickleball. What the hell is pickleball, Brad? Pickleball n- is sweeping the nation, Ethan. I'm not a sports getball person. I've never heard never heard of it, never certainly never played it. What what's going on so here? So,
0: pickleball is Imagine using the small part of the tennis court um, and so you've got like half a a tennis court like half a tennis court but you still have a net and things and I got to be honest I've only played it once I just know that it is huge so the city of Lawrence just installed eight pickleball courts out there they are the same as four tennis courts. Yeah, basically, they took what the space that would have been dedicated to four tennis courts that were never used. They've now got eight pickleball courts, and those things are packed all the time, and they're going to build another eight pickleball courts out there. Wow. Um, But it is something – you're not running as hard, so older people can do this. All skill levels, you've used – the ball is like a wiffle ball, and you use like an oversized ping pong paddle.
1: To hit it back and forth And well, you play doubles Well the fact that it's Attracting so many uh, uh, Senior Americans Is uh, Interesting Because it's potentially Costing us millions Of dollars In it, hospital bills I talked to some Doctor <laughs> friends And asked this And they're like Yeah you got
0: people That are suddenly Playing pickleball Who haven't done
1: Anything active In 30 years Yeah Yeah it makes sense They're gonna injure Themselves And it is uh, Increasing hospital visits To the tune of 250 to 500 million dollars Medical costs Just for pickleball." Again expenses. However, people are That's getting an expensive fit. hobby, so my friend. We'll, we'll see if the benefits
0: outweigh the cost but there's a lot of people and I think David Wood would would come in here and tell you that it's great because it keeps you active, keeps you in shape. It's something that yeah, that anybody can do. I mean, literally, the three of us could go out and pick up a fourth person and we could learn to play pickleball in 15 minutes.
1: I, yeah, I have played pickleball oh, have bit. you? I actually played it for the first time in high school about 12 years ago. And um yeah, so it's kind of surprising to see it now take the nation by High storm. school was not 12 years ago for you. It was. You're too young for that. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Uh, it must have been 2010 or 2011 when I played it. Okay.
0: Wow. So yeah, but but literally, like Grand Park up there has you know all the sports fields for all the traveling soccer and
1: baseball and softball that sort of thing. Now soccer's supposed to be the up and comer. They've already built that uh, Indy Eleven stadium. So what's next? Are we so, going to get since another I was taxpayer a kid, they were funded? Saying soccer's
0: the up and comer. and soccer, soccer.
1: Pickleball on the other hand, we're going to get mean, a pick, pickleball stadium. They're, they're they're building
0: pickleball stadiums, and now there's like traveling teams and circuits. But it's kind of like. Whereas golf is on the decline, pickleball is on the increase, and that is where people are spending their leisure time now. And I think it's one of those things where you go out and play pickleball for an hour, and then go consume a bunch of beer afterwards.
1: Well, I think you can also pick up a pickleball racket and a wiffle ball for a lot less money than you can pick up a, a whole bag of clubs and go pay the fees at the at the golf cl- at the at the actual golf course. Yeah, like it, part part of the problem is it's cost prohibitive to get involved in the sport. It's a cool sport. Love it
0: golf. Well, and as as we're talking through this, I just realized it's. Much- Mostly just an excuse to play or drink beer afterwards.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, do you really need an excuse to have, uh, have fun, drink beer with friends? You, you don't,
0: but you, you. Most people will frown upon you if you just say, "I'm going to go out and drink a lot of beer." But if you go out and say, "I'm going to play some
1: pickleball and then afterwards reward you myself," you sweat out the alcohol during the exercise. That's the yeah. Process. See,
0: it's kind of like a bocce ball. Bocce ball even takes less effort. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a very relaxed relaxed sport. You're listening to 93 W.I.B.C. Ethan and Brad filling in for Kendall and Casey. Um, Now, this is another story that I saw was interesting to me. I I don't know. Um, (laughs) Women in their handbags, man. But this is a a fascinating handbag. It's smaller than a grain of rice. It's about 657 by 222 by 700 microns. That's .03 of an inches wide. It's made after a microscopic Louis Vuitton bag. You want to know how much it sold for? Guess. You got a guess cave? Uh, I'm going to say uh 10,000. Oh, you are. You are under, my friend. Try 6 <laughs> times that $63,000 for this less than a grain of rice sized handbag. I got a picture of it. Uh you guys can check uh, out the, uh, you, There's the show no way well, you can <laughs> see it.
0: If it's that small, you you do you not can, have a picture. I challenge you on that, Ethan. <laughs> well, you could <can> bear you <laughs> <laughs> now, is this
1: made out of snake skin or uh, some kind of leather? a good leather? question. It is made from a polymer. The bag was created Space using- Space-aged polymer or just regular polymer? Two photon polymerization printing methods, according uh-huh. to Jupiter, which is an auction house founded by the musician, record producer, and designer Pharrell Williams. Now, that ought to tell you something. I would expect a $60,000 micros- uh, a $60, microscopic handbag to come from the philosophical Rhodes Scholar's mind of- of uh, Pharrell Williams, who said this on the European premiere of uh, Lion King Black, 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 black. 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 What? Black? Pretty much, yeah. Black. Hey, you ever thought about this? You know, 95% of the universe is black. Right. Yeah, I would expect somebody who came up with that to sell a $60,000. <laughs> if it's Pharrell Williams, I'm just surprised it's not a hat. <laughs> Is he known for his hats? Yeah, Pharrell always had like the big ten-gallon hat. At least early in his career, I think he finally yeah. got away from that. But who was the uh, who was the Viking hat and the clock guy? I remember him. Oh, that's uh, Flava Flave. Yeah, Flava Flav. Flav. There we go. That's, that's how am my... I able to just pull Flavor Flav out of my butt, but I can't come up with Diego Morales. You knew for, you knew Pharrell Williams wears a hat. Oh, so well, that's you know... true. <laughs> Apparently, I'm hipper than I knew. Yeah, you're up to date in the entertainment <laughs> industry. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, now, th- this was another uh, Talking about pictures I-, I found a picture People are taking this young lady to task And I've I've been married at least once And Brad, I know you are currently
0: I just got married I was 53 years old before I finally got
1: married last summer In fact, my anniversary is coming up in two weeks Oh, congratulations now, Thank how you Now, mu- how much, if you don't mind How much did you guys spend on the cake? Oh, we got it at uh, Cafe Heidelberg out in Lawrence love I love Heidelberg I want to say we Cafe. spent I don't
0: know, 200 250 That's about
1: right. According to this estimate, it's about $200 to $800 for a wedding cake. And I guess the internet is taking to, uh, uh, to task this bride named Laura for making her own sprinkle-bedazzled cake. Now, Kev, check this out. Would, do you think this is something to shame? She made this herself. She made it the night before. It's midnight, and she shows off her cake, and the internet's like, Oh, that's cheap. It looks like it belongs at a children's party. This isn't that bad. I think that's uh, it's a pretty impressive of
0: cake. Right, for doing it yourself. I say good for her. Uh The one thing I noticed... Weddings will just suck money out of you. She
1: did this for like 20 bucks. Yeah,
0: no. Good for them. Good for Good them. For them. Do- Spend the money on your honeymoon or don't go into debt.
1: Also, it's your wedding. Do whatever the hell you want. Make yourself happy. Right,
0: yeah. You are our guest. Enjoy the cake or not enjoy the cake. Come, don't come. But if we're not spending enough money for you, maybe we, you're not our friend.
1: Thanks for listening to Kendall and Casey. Stay tuned. Next hour, we've got more to come. Do you recall what was the feel of day. See you.